Have you heard about the Christchurch coal? Well, you're about to. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty and our rights and our protections. And today is no exception to that. Although it feels like something that's happening globally outside this country, particularly starting in New Zealand, of all places, I think this is a a very important, significant moment. So there's a thing that came out this week, I believe, called the Christchurch Call. And it's a compact among a lot of nations, not the United States. The United States said that they felt that this might run afoul of the First Amendment to the Constitution, but we were one of the only states, countries that really legally could not sign on to this thing, which I consider to be a new age of global Internet censorship and suppression. And I feel like that it's very significant that the U.S. did not feel at liberty to sign this because citing the First Amendment, because as I have said before, with the Second Amendment and what happened in New, this all calls back to the New Zealand, the mosque massacre of March 15th, I think it was, that the First and Second Amendments of our Constitution are, are First and Second for a reason. And those are the two amendments that are in the crosshairs right now. And what's happening, and this is, it's not that they are in the crosshairs here, but that the principles on which they rely are in the crosshairs everywhere around the world. And But the fact that we have those in writing and they are hard, they are hard to get past. They, they are infringed upon. The Supreme Court facilitates their weakening all the time. But they do provide a touchstone for people for their rights, an objection, an objective black letter law of where of where government's rights are limited, where what we've delegated, the power we've delegated to government is limited by our exercising our rights. And I've often said that the Bill of Rights, the United States Bill of Rights, is what stands between the world and global tyranny, the world. And this is a good example. We keep the world in check for as long as we can hold the line. But what we, but so the Trump administration didn't even send uh, somebody to this, this meeting, which was spearheaded by France and New Zealand. But they did say, although we cannot sign on to this because of the first amendment, we agree with it in principle. So they like what these guys are trying to do and the way it's worded, the entire thing is worded that it, that it starts out by saying this is a way for us to control terrorism and extreme violence online. So already when you take it to the point where it's online, you're talking, it's, it isn't actual violence, right? So it's a call to violence. It's radicalization. They, they, it, it's, those are the two phrases they use over and over again, terrorism and extreme uh, violence. And, but at the end of it, it says, this is just the beginning. We're going to broaden our definition of what needs to be suppressed. So I want to go through this document, the Christchurch calls, just a few pages. 
and talk about how what they're doing is getting internet companies together to suppress uh, speech, political um, people who object to the government, to their policy, to maybe wars. I think that's really what underlies this all. And while our government could not sign onto it, our big tech companies are cooperating with it. And since they have this practically monopolistic position here, and we've somehow become totally reliant in just maybe one decade on this virtual world for economics, the, it doesn't. It, we don't have to make laws about it. And actually, an interesting thing they're doing in New Zealand is taking the approach economically. So let me kind of back up. I'm not sure that was crystal clear what I'm getting at, but we're going to talk about this new protocol, the Christchurch call. But I want to tell you what alerted me to it was something that's happening in New Zealand. There's uh, an article I was reading in the New Zealand Herald. The title is Police Watch List Has Officers Visiting Those Dobbed, or like fingered, on tip lines and who post conspiracy theories online. So it says police officers trying to stop another terror attack are visiting social media users who post conspiracy theories. And they're visiting people who unwittingly bought goods from websites with far right or white nationalist links. Others winding up on the police persons of interest list have been dobbed in sometimes maliciously or ignorantly uh, by members of the public. So it's people who you want to mess with somebody you don't like, you call the cops and say, oh, they they bought prepping stuff from Alex Jones. So when they talk about far-right or white nationalist links, uh, there's, there is another law that you should be aware of that, again, that we did not sign called the global UN Global Compact on the Safe and Orderly on Safe and Orderly Migration. And it's about international rules and guidelines for border enforcement, for um, for nurturing refugees as they cross borders. And some people in New Zealand, because New Zealand did sign on to that. And some people in New Zealand are speaking out against it because they they always had a very strict immigration policy, a very kind of um, monoculture, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to label it. But and Australia was like that, too, for a long time. And then they've had uh, big changes. This kind of thing would promote big changes. And I think they care about their quirky culture or whatever. You know, so so people who are speaking out about against this perhaps are being labeled in these ways when they're not terrorists or violent extremists. They're really just engaging in political discourse, but they're being labeled and targeted. So that is the question is, where do these labels begin and end? And where do sovereign rights begin and end? Are you are are you really not entitled to object to policy that is basically imposed from an outside country or organization like the UN? I don't know. These are all questions I want to get to on the show. Uh, as a matter of fact, feel free to call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can also tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. So I want to keep reading from this thing. It says, the raids in New Zealand uh, 
follow each of the 12 police districts drawing up a watch list of individuals to keep an eye on following the terror attack in Christchurch. The list was pulled together from various intelligence reports, social media posts, or tip-offs from people concerned about behavior. The Herald has identified three people who have faced police visits after posting to social media views which would commonly be considered conspiracy theories or views which voice frustration over 1080 and immigration. I don't know what that is, their laws. Through a belief, attempts to curb hate speech is an infringement on free speech. So this is where the waters get muddied and we're going to have to start paying attention because a conspiracy theory may be true. (laughs) So... If you if you're not allowed to talk about that, and I got the feeling with this Christ Church call that a lot of the suppression, a lot of this suppression of live streaming, you might have heard Facebook is going to curb live streaming or censor it or whatever, that perhaps a big reason for that is they don't want what might be things, uh, events that are happening on the ground that don't agree with the official narrative that they are trying to establish on a certain event or whatever, that they are, they want to suppress kind of citizen journalism. I noticed that came down like a, like an iron curtain after the Parkland, uh, shooting in Florida is that all of a sudden Google searches were absolutely censored out 90% of what might have helped fill in some blanks in the official narrative. They really want to control that narrative. And as my trusty producer Binkley here has pointed out, that kind of censorship, that kind of suppression is often put in place at the beginning of a war. And that's why all of this dovetails with the other most alarming thing I noticed this week, which is that uh, the drum beats are getting louder as far as Iran is concerned. And what it looks like to you as being genuine discord at the top, real differences of opinion or an official resistance to going into Iran, I think is just a show for what I'm becoming increasingly alarmed about as uh, as reckless behavior towards Iran. And if our past holds true, and if calls for false flags against Iran, which I will prove to you shortly, are really in the offing, then you're not going to want people live streaming stuff around events that are being used for propaganda purposes. So... Let us try to spend the rest of this time unpacking that, even though I'm supposed to hate the expression unpacking, but it really, it works for me. I don't know. So there's a lot there, and I'm going to try to uh, uh, help connect the dots between this increasing censorship and what I think may be the onset of uh, a big, bad war. So let's... Let's get to that one item at a time after the break. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We have a prize pack for you. It is a pair of tickets to see country music artist Dirks Bentley on his Burning Man tour Friday, June 14th at Amaris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta with special guests John Party, Tennille Towns, and Hot Country Nights. 
Tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. And the first to call 404-741-0750 gets that prize pack. So here we are. Uh, I'm talking about uh, kind of a big, big picture. I probably should have said this in the beginning. Big, big picture that I believe, I saw a couple of headlines this week that yesterday and today that really alarmed me. One headline was Trump isolated on Iran as world sees confusion in U.S. strategy. That was today. Yesterday, front page of the Wall Street Journal, top headline, intelligence suggests U.S.-Iran misread each other's actions. Now, the reason this alarms me, so most people think, well, thank goodness, Tucker Carlson is on the job holding Trump's feet to the fire over Iran. But this is alarming me more than anything has ever alarmed me on the war with Iran front, and I'll tell you why. At least a year ago, I started to, I was wondering why are they painting Trump as a a rogue? Why did he just pop off with tomahawk weapons uh, on Syria? Why would he do that? For no reason at all, he is, is, and why did he say, oh, well, Ivanka told me to do it. Why would you say that, why is he being painted? Why is he painting himself as emotional, impulsive, short-sighted, unmanageable? Why? And, well, some people will say, because he is. But I just don't believe that. And you know who I think would have called BS on that? Joan Rivers. She knew him. She thought he was smart. Yeah, I think she would have called BS on it. But she's not here anymore. So, sadly. So I speculated that maybe he was being portrayed that way so he could get us into a truly insane war with Iran, insane from the perspective of American interests, but foreign interests, not insane. Uh, The military industrial complex, not insane. Energy, any of that, not insane. The bankers, uh, defense, not insane. But for the American people, it would be insane. And that is not what Trump was elected for. So how do you justify that without saying our government's been captured? by a deep state. Not an Obama deep state, but a different kind of deep state. How do you justify that? You justify it by saying this guy is operating outside the establishment and that's what you get for voting for him. So it will be our fault to have this crazy war. How does that dovetail into the New Zealand protocol? I'll let you know right after the break. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. No, never give up. Never surrender. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. And I'm trying to... I, trying to wake people up to the true threats to our liberties, to our rights, to our protections. You hear the left and the right act like they're each defending the Constitution all the time. But when it comes to their own pockets or their own interests, they throw that stuff out the window overnight. Like the Republicans brought the Defense of Marriage Act, which is completely in violation of the Tenth Amendment. They brought it. Clinton signed it. Scratch your head. Why? Why would Clinton sign that? And lo and behold, the Supreme Court overthrows it and overcompensates by forbidding states from addressing marriage issues unregulatedly. So I feel the same way with these abortion laws that are coming down. 
regardless of how you, uh, how, I mean, Roe versus Wade, regardless of how you feel about abortion, Roe versus Wade is a, is not in the Constitution. To me, like, it just isn't, I mean, if there's that kind of a right to privacy, then there should, it should be illegal for a state, unconstitutional for a state to not let you grow and smoke your own pot. And that's never been ruled a constitutional right. And that's privacy, what you're doing with your body. If it's growing in your backyard and you're not even cultivating it, are you allowed to smoke it? No. So, or certainly there's no constitutional right to stop a state from putting a law in place for that. So when they talk about the, uh, the, the, this abortion law challenging Roe versus Wade, and you have Brett Kavanaugh who said Roe versus Wade is settled law. Is he going to pull a Roberts? Probably. If he has to, he might not have to. If this galvanizes the left to the point where they actually win in 2020 because the last stand of the two-party PSYOP, the psychological operation that convinces us that the two parties are indispensable, is the Supreme Court on the indispensable wedge issues of the Second Amendment and abortion. And if you've got a a so-called conservative like Brett Kavanaugh saying Roe versus Wade is settled law, that really defangs abortion as the rallying cry for the National Democratic Party. So what do these abortion laws, these these abortion laws that are clearly de facto vacating Roe versus Wade and will not stand, I think, Supreme Court scrutiny, it it gets that issue to once again be something the left has to worry about. It's it's just that's how race is another indispensable wedge issue that I thought, how can they possibly maintain the political power of this issue when Obama was elected clearly by a supermajority? You can't, you know, or a large majority. How can you keep that going? But they did. I think it was they manufactured a lot of unrest on purpose so that they could keep that politically important issue alive. So I'm saying the left and the right are not ideologically pure. They're not really defending your constitutional rights. They, uh, they will do whatever is expedient for their interests, and they'll use deception for it. And I think that's all the propaganda that you get, all the real... The mainstream 24-7 cable news that just never stops drilling the same memes into your head. The same, you'll never, you'll find all these different people on the screen. And you'll never see anybody who has a, a profoundly different viewpoint. Even to the point where when it comes to something like a war with Iran, you're going to have Wolf Blitzer and Chef Smith, Chef Smith and Jake Tapper and Bill Hemmer come at you from all different angles. But in the end... Iran is bad and needs to be stopped. That's what you're going to hear. You're never going to hear anything that doesn't always come to the same synthetic conclusion. And because of that, you are going to get all the media outlets to to tote that party line, toe the line, toe the line, and quiet down people who come to them with unpatriotic facts, as we discovered with the Notre Dame uh, conspiracy theories. But there's a whole nother source of total information control out there, and that's the Internet, which is a great place for them to push their propaganda and a great place for them, them meaning the, the war powers, the whatever, military industrial complex, whatever. 
when you go to the, it, it all goes straight to, so the internet has this like propaganda value and the surveillance value, but it also, in order for it to have credibility, because it was created by DARPA, in order for it to have credibility, we had to use it for some some information that's against the interests of the military industrial complex. That's why we had the free internet for a while, but now it needs to be censored because it's been established as a surveillance tool. It's been established as a propaganda tool and it needs to be censored. So how are they censoring it and why? Well, on the one hand, there's a very big picture of kind of, you know, global domination, world government, the, the, the world corporation. But in order to get there, you have to suppress non-aligned nations, places that don't share your values or who compete with you in the in energy domination, whatever. For whatever reason, if you are this globalist cabal, there are people who you're not going to share with and they're not going to share with you. So you got to suppress them. So when you go around to different countries, Syria, Ukraine, Venezuela, uh, and Egypt and undermine in most of those cases, democratic governments, uh, you're doing that for some other purpose. And and if people here really understood all the details of it, it wouldn't work. You just wouldn't be able to do it because you can't say, you can't take out Morsi and Yanukovych and Chavez and, in the name of democracy because they were elected. So you've got to suppress that noise and especially in the lead up to a war. I think the war is going to be Iran, but Venezuela is also in the hot seat. So that's why that is that is the purpose. I think suppressing guns and free speech, the two the two first and second amendments in our Bill of Rights, the two biggest rights and protections that we have against an overreaching government are first and second for a reason. And those happen to be the two things that New Zealand went after in the wake of this Christchurch massacre. And one of the things that they did was uh, they voted immediately. I mean, immediately, the Parliament in New Zealand voted 119 to 1 <laughs> to ban most, quote, assault rifles. And now they have the Christchurch Protocol, which we're going to read, that talks about how... Uh, uh, the first step in total internet suppression. But I want to, so I want to tell you what they're actually doing on the ground in New Zealand. And then I want to talk to you about how they're leveraging that crisis into a worldwide censorship program. So Binkley, my producer here has uh, always highlighted the connection between censorship and war. And this, this fits that description, right? Yeah, perfectly. What do you what um, what do you see as the pattern? This fits. Give us an analogy or historical example. Before World War One, they were trying to. There was a battle over control of the systems of mass communications that have just arisen. And to me, this is uh, actually. I will even challenge that or or dig deeper on that. Did they just arise? Right. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Put out there, kind of like you said, we're talking about how DARPA created the internet. Yeah, I think I believe that um, wasn't CBS, or actually, certainly the BBC uh, was a function of the War Department in England. Yeah, 
for example. Absolutely. People say that about the C- about CBS here. I don't know. Uh, haven't investigated that myself, and but I'm pretty sure I did see that too. So they, it's not so much that. So they're they're designed as they're called media outlets. They're established as propaganda outlets, but they have to be controlled. So they start as limited hangouts, and then that hangout gets clawed back. Is how I see it, and it sounds like that's just that's the way it's always been. Yeah, I think the CIA document we talked about a, a while back uh, talked about how. You want to control as many outlets as you can control. So if there's too many, you rein it back in. Yeah, so you look like there's a diversity of ideas. And in reality, the only thing that survives is the stuff that you can control. Mm -hmm. Which is why when they have something like the Christchurch Protocol, or call, they're calling it, um, call to action, I guess, and and the U.S. is not doesn't feel like it's even worth signing because you could never stand up to First Amendment scrutiny. But they are asking and getting the voluntary cooperation of, let me see what, if I have here, who it is. I, I saw a list of it earlier. It was just like all the all the usual suspects, Amazon, Facebook, Google. Every, it's a long list. Well, the, the, what I was looking at was just that, those few. I can't believe I didn't, I didn't highlight it. Uh, so... It probably is a long list because in it, in this item, it says in this protocol, whatever, it talks a few times about how to address smaller companies. And and one thing it says is we will and this is just the carrot. You know, I can't tell you even the withholding tax. People didn't want the withholding tax like where you can't go on a tax protest. You can't protest taxes because they take it from you. Your employer would have to do it for you and then you get shut down, right? But they they said, oh, we'll give you the first year free. You don't have to pay income tax the first year if you sign, if you ratify yeah. this. And then, of course, everybody did it. How long ago was that? 80 years? I mean, or however long ago it was, and we still pay the price for that little gimme up front. They're saying, <laughs> oh, we'll share technology with you. Yeah. We're, we'll help you, little guy. Just just sign, just sign this, sign this paper. Don't don't look at the disappearing ink, you know, just sign the paper. This is it's not your soul. No, no, no. Yeah. So I feel like that that is part of that is that to get the little guys in line. But here we do such a good job of like uh, favoring the very, very biggest guys through. I mean, there's just endless documentation of DARPA and other government agencies picking winners, helping um, incubating Sergey Brin and the rest of them that I think our guys are already basically under control. And it's very hard to have upstarts. I'm going to tell you why I think this kind of thing is unnecessary, even for legitimate threats. And we can get into that uh, as the show progresses. But I want to talk a little more about what they're doing. Then I want to take off the Christchurch call and... Uh, then we're going to move on to kind of bigger questions of sovereignty. One of the things this a YouTuber who was um, aggressively approached by police in this New Zealand story, he says that the reason he is uh, targeted is that they call him a xenophobe, a racist, because he objects to the UN uh, global. I don't even know. I never even heard of it. And uh, the the. Global Compact on Refugee and Migration 
protocols or something like that. I never even heard of it. And he's saying that's what uh, almost all the countries except for ours have signed up for it. And to me, that opens up the question. I'm a libertarian. I believe in the right to work and travel, but I have to acknowledge sovereignty is a thing. And and we should talk about that if it's a legitimate thing. And if it is, what does that mean for political discourse? So those are some big topics. Happy to hear your views on them. 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. It's all real. Oh my God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Talking about what's kind of a worldwide effort to suppress the internet. And I've got to wonder why. Why now? In part, I think it's because they're trying to gin up a war with Iran. Maybe it looks like a bluff or it looks like, oh, they'd never. I think that that could be part of what's happening. Uh, I think I want to talk more about the crackdown in New Zealand. One of the YouTubers who was approached by the police, who actually he said they shut down his street and sent 15 guys with big guns to his house on a Sunday morning, which was very embarrassing for him and his family. And uh, he said he's just a YouTuber. He gives speeches. That's all he does. He doesn't even have guns. So what did they want? And uh, they one of the things they said one of the things he said that he talks a lot about is this UN Global Compact on Safe and Orderly Migration. And I'll tell you, if we had signed that, some of the things they talk about make me think that you'd have blue helmets at the border in Me- with Mexico right now because it's about like children's migration status. But one of the things it says in that is refugees who are on the move for reasons beyond their control. But in fact, they're not reasons beyond our control. Because they are uh, a result of our interference in these foreign countries like Iran. It spreads terrorism and refugees all around the world. So let's take a step back and try to stop the crisis. Then invite the UN in to help us with the crisis that is inevitable if we go down this path. Let's talk more about that. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.